You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. We're back. Stay our Football Nation here on FNR Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish and George Danikian with you. And we're going to take a little trip to New South Wales after our Kiwi adventure before the break. Tony Tannis is a commentator for uh, Football New South Wales and the league kicking off tomorrow night as Mount Druitt Town Rangers take on Arpia Leichhardt. Tony, welcome to the program. Yeah, great to be here, George and Josh. Great to see you both. Uh, really looking forward to the season, obviously, kicking off tomorrow. We're sort of a couple of weeks behind you guys in Melbourne, but, yeah, very geared up and, and looking forward to bumper 2022, hopefully a season that we can actually complete after two rather interrupted uh, campaigns back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. here. The big theme for me this season has been the looming National Second Division, a prospect for many of the clubs in Victoria. Same goes for New South Wales, and I think in Victoria we've seen a real arms race when it comes to recruitment and clubs stepping up their game, wanting to make the best impression, put their best foot forward. Have we seen that trend in New South Wales as well? Yeah, undoubtedly. I think, obviously, we saw the great news last week, uh, you know, the report and obviously the 30 clubs, uh, six of which are from New South Wales. So, you know, six of the big guns and obviously they're all sort of stepping up their game. You can see the investment that they've made in their squad, not just not just on the park as well. You can start to see the movement behind the scenes. They're sort of beefing up their football departments and, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic to see. I think this is what we've sort of been, you know, clamouring for, that gap between A-League and NPL and the opportunity that the National Second Division will provide to sort of bridge that gap. And we, we certainly are starting to see that. It's, it's a very exciting time. Obviously, as I said, six clubs uh, from New South Wales, Marconi, you know, Sydney Olympic, a couple of the great uh, NSL clubs and, and Sydney United, uh, 58's another of those. We've also got the Wollongong Wolves, you know, national champions a couple of times, uh, and then Apia and Rockdale are the six. So, you know, they're, they're all definitely keen to, I guess, this season's really important after two interrupted seasons because of COVID and maybe clubs across the NPL probably slipped back a little bit. I thought the standard a couple of years ago prior to the COVID lockdowns was really lifting right across the NPLs. I thought New South Wales levels, that gap between A-League and, and NPL was really being bridged by the quality that the clubs were, you know, sort of putting in. I think COVID sort of set them back a little bit, obviously the semi-professional clubs. Agree, agree. So this season is very much an opportunity to reboot and sort of, re, um, you know, reignite those, those ambitions to become semi-professional potentially leading towards professionalism, which we all know we need more than, you know, so we need to build the volume of professional clubs across the country to give our game the future, you know, sort of the best shot in the future. So really important time for the game and, and it's great to see the clubs sort of stepping up to the plate. Uh, Tony, a couple of years ago, as you touched on, uh, we had a club show here. It was the Arpia Club Show and we got a chance regularly throughout that season to, to follow uh, Arpia's pursuit for another title. And 
and as it was recorded, they did. They, they made it uh, in front of a terrific uh, uh, set of fans at Bank West. In fact, I think they broke the ice. They uh, launched uh, Bank West Stadium, this beautiful new facility um, that uh, has been redeveloped in that area that Parramatta desperately needed. Um, are we going to see Arpia really, you know, flex its muscle and also its experience? Yeah, well, certainly they're one of the clubs that feel that they need to sort of step it up after probably a couple of seasons after coming off that 2019 championship, you know, sort of very euphoric, amazing, amazing occasion at, at, at Parramatta Stadium. And then and then probably, you know, the results haven't quite been what they wanted in the last couple of years. Maybe the fact that, you know, sort of it, it's been that COVID interruption as well, they haven't quite invested. Well, they've got Daniel Cummins, you know, who they had a lot of success with in the past, Um you know, a, a fantastic coach. He's one of only two changes in the coaching situation. There's a lot of stability across the NPL, New South Wales, but Arpia have brought Daniel Cummins back in and their issues last year were not so much um, from a defensive point of view. Their issues were in a, in attack. They, Front. you know, sort of had the fourth best defence across the league, but they finished eighth. Uh, you know, obviously the season was cut short in July, but Arpia's issues were very much in front of goal, 17 Goals, um, sorry, 20 goals across these 17 games. So, you know, very, um, you know, very poor in that area. So Jason Romero, who you guys would have seen in the FFA Cup, you know, sort of do some fantastic mm. things against the West Sydney Wanderers, really toyed with the Wanderers um, over at Leichhardt Oval. Another one to keep an eye on is Matty, Matt Kale, who's had a bit of, bit of injury in the preseason. I think he injured himself in, in one, of, one of the FFA Cup games over in Canberra, um, but he's a former Central Coast Mariners um, striker. So they're a couple certainly, um, you know, to keep an eye out on. I think they've got some good youngsters that have come in as well, Fabian Monge and Walter Scott, who have both had A-League Academy um, experience. So keep an eye on those youngsters along with Yanni Nicolaou. So, you know, Apia, they've got their experienced core and they're trying to build this new blend of players into the squad, certainly one of those in the mix, um, but they have to prove that they can gel. So that's that's the challenge for up here, I think, this season. Sydney Olympic have signed one of the most high-profile players in the whole competition, Roy O'Donovan, of course, lit up the A-League for many seasons, uh, also served many suspensions. <laughs> What's he going to bring to Sydney Olympic this season? Yeah, I think they're probably, like like Arpia, very much the same story for them. So defensively, they were they were fantastic, I thought. You know, sort of the third best defence in the competition last year. Their issue was in front of goals. They had a bunch of youngsters, the likes of, you know, sort of Marley Peterson, Oli um, Pufflett. You saw Adam Parkhouse against Sydney FC in the FFA Cup. He was outstanding. But... O'Donovan gives O'Donovan gives them that experience in the mm-hmm. centre in that number nine role. So behind him, Brendan Chalakian, who's a fantastic, experienced um, sort of number ten. You know, so you sort start to see O'Donovan with Chalakian, Adam Parkhouse, and then you've got those younger players, the likes of Peterson and Pufflet, sort of there to support as well. And 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 you're starting to blend that experience with youth. So I think that's really what Ante Juric has has looked for. Um, mm. You know, that, that experience that he can sort of build the squad. It has been a very young squad. He's had two years of really good rebuild, I think, um, you know, bringing in some youngsters. And the, the defence has not been an issue. It's it's can they gel and click in that final third. Like for so many clubs, I think last year really highlighted that. The 
competition is so competitive. The levels are fantastically spread right across the 12 teams. There's very little in any game between all the sides. And I think that's why it is such a such a top competition. The level spreads right through those 12 um, sides. But the, the difference is that quality in the front third. And I think that's what some of those clubs who yeah. maybe struggled there last year are trying to bring this year. So That's um, the edge. Yeah. I wanted to ask about Manly as well, coached by Adam Griffiths, a uh, famous name from, from A-League seasons past and one of the, the very famous Griffiths brothers. Uh, he's got an experienced general in the middle of the park in Matt Sim, a player I've just adored watching over the years in the, in the MPL and in the A-League as well. Uh, but there's a pretty young team surrounding Sim. Can they do anything special this season? Because we know they did win the title one year. Yeah, I think they're fantastic. So, in fact, it was that... That season where Daniel Cummins was the coach at Arpia 2017, that Manly, you know, sort of got the edge on them in the grand final at Leichhardt Oval. Um, you know, so they have been going through a bit of a roof building phase. I thought they were they were fantastic last season, Manly. And I've got them as really, you know, sort of one of the contenders that if the top teams, those, you know, sort of uh, traditional powerhouses slip up, Manly are certainly a side that can push, you know, sort of into that. Last year they, fin- they finished the season when it, when it got cut short. They're in fourth place, and I feel that they've probably tried to add a little bit of creativity, and that's the difference. Uh-huh. They sort of evolved their team, and I'm really excited not only to see Matt Sim, I'm a massive fan of Matt Sim, a fantastic player at Sydney United over the last five years, but two players in particular are fresh faces to the NPL New South Wales. One of them in Christian Santich, spent some time in Melbourne, so yes. you would have seen him a little bit of him, but he's... He, he um, you know, sort of comes from Perth. He spent a lot of time at Perth um, FC, and I, I saw them on a couple of occasions in the MPL finals, and he really caught my eye. Um, a fantastic young player. So Christian Zantich is one to really excite and watch out for. And the other one is a bit of a personal um, fave of mine because I've been calling uh, the New South Wales Football Premier League for the last few years here in here in. Uh, New South Wales, Bruno Mendes, he's a player with a futsal pedigree, a Brazilian, who sort of, yeah, he just lit up the NPL, sorry, the New South Wales Premier League futsal scene a couple of seasons back um, prior to the COVID disruption, won the golden boot, there's the talk of the futsal scene. And then he started to take that sort of confidence and form into his outdoor game. He was How old sensational is he? Colour. He How, spent a couple of years How old in is NPL he? too. How old is he, Tony? So he's not young. He's 27, but he's bursting into the top flight, so the NPL um, in New South Wales. So he's certainly one to keep an eye out on. Bruno Mendes, I'm you know, very excited to see how he sort of goes throughout the season. Um, and, and, yeah, Manly, Manly is certainly, you know, when you think about those two, you've got Thomas Fay also from Sydney FC, um, an adaptable player. They've got a lot of good quality young players, so... It is, it is an exciting time. And that's what I'm saying about the spread and the quality of the NPL in New South Wales. Every club you look at has an appealing story. I think Christian Santich is a good pick. I, I, I thought when he was in Victoria, had massive Appeal. ability and, mm. and, and a huge ceiling to get to as a, as a player. He's this little attacking midfielder. He's got great touch. Uh, but this the team he was playing in in Victoria was just going through a really rough patch. Uh, Dandy City, they were finding relegation. They were coaching changes and things. They were playing a pretty uh, aggressive and direct style of football. It didn't suit yeah. him. But if, if he's in a team that can play the ball to his feet, I, th- I think he can he can really kick on because he's, what is he, 19, 20? He's still very young. 
Yeah, I think he's probably hit the early 20s, but still, I think he's just got a, a – and Manly are certainly a team under Adam Griffiths that want to play. They're, they're doing mm. up their pitch, I believe. So yeah. um, their pitch has probably been – uh, it's one of the synthetic pitches that we've got right across New South Wales. It's been a bit bumpy probably, in, uh, due for a bit of an upgrade, and, and so they're doing that. I, I think that's really going to help. And I, and I actually think, you know, not, not, not to discredit anything about the Victorian – League, and we saw that last week. Sometimes the pitches can be a little bit bumpy, more difficult to play on. You know, in New South Wales, we tend to get, you know, sort of a, a little bit more opportunity to keep the ball on the deck at times and play that football. And, and I think that will suit Christian. I, I, I certainly hope so. It'll be an exciting addition to our league here. Has the weather taken a toll on the pitches for the weekend? Yeah, and, and this is this is an interesting sort of ongoing developing story at the moment. I think Marconi was scheduled to take on Sutherland. I got some word midweek that that might be switched around, you know, sort of so Sutherland um, could be hosting there because they do have a synthetic pitch. Um, and the other the other two games that are being played on um, turf pitches uh, tomorrow, their season opener at Mount Druitt Town Rangers, um, they're hosting Arpia. I'm not sure there's an opportunity to do swaps there. And, and Belmore Sports Ground on Saturday, Sydney Olympic are hosting Manly. So I guess that'll be a watching brief. Just keep an eye on the NPL and New South Wales socials for any sort of updates on, on those games. But the other games are sort of on synthetic. The game that I'm at on Sunday, which is Sydney United 58, hosting Wollongong in a massive – the rivalry that's developed between these two in the last few years, some massive games. Have you, got, have, really you have you That's got a prediction? Have you got a prediction? Have you got a prediction? Oh, I think Sydney United, and and the reason I say that is Wollongong probably struggled last year. Um, you know, they they finished seventh, and their their issues as well. They just couldn't function in the final third. In fact, they had issues right through the even the midfield. So they've made some massive changes. Luke Wilkshire's brought in, brought back Guy Knight and Nick Littler, who were part of that success. Mm. And I think, you know, that will add a lot of stability, that experience for Wollongong. Um, and they've brought in brought in some attackers to sort of join uh, Leroy Jennings and, and um, Lockie Scott. So, you know, they've tried to boost up their their attack a little bit. But Sydney United, their, their stability is, is very impressive. So only two major changes. You mentioned Matt Sim earlier. Um, so probably, yeah, we think about Matt Sim and Josh, uh, Jackson Curry, the only two real, you know, key players that have sort of moved on and they've been able to replace them with Kyle Cimenti and a Japanese um, player who is being highly rated and he's certainly one to watch in the NPL New South Wales this season, Kaneko Teisei. Um, he, he's certainly one to watch uh, there's been a lot of good talk about him in the preseason at Sydney United, so I'm looking forward to catching him on Sunday. And and I think that stability that Sydney United have, they're at home as well. Um, so very tough, very tough at home. They're going to be tough, and and to me, they're one of the three probably favourites for the title. You know, sort of when you look at the strength, and and I think Blacktown City, who were who were thereabouts, um, you know, they were top of the table when it finished. Um, Mark Crittenden is an amazing coach. Um, you know, any, yeah, there's a lot of talk that he could have stepped in. You know, sort of West Sydney Wanderers had so many issues. Mark Crittenden, you know, keeps getting sort of mentioned as a guy who's just had so much success in the New South Wales competition and probably could do a great job at a higher level. Um, you know, he, he's, yeah, he's just got a well oiled machine of a lot of quality youngsters that are coming through. Um, that was so impressive last year. And so, 
So I, th- I think they're in the mix as well. And Marconi have recruited amazingly, um, you know. So we talk about front third quality. Sydney United have, um, you know, Chris Payne, Patrick Antelmi and Kyle Cimenti. Well, Marconi have Charles Lockillian Goy, who was on their books before Wellington. I uh, know you had Piney on earlier. Um, before Wellington, took him just before the season a couple of years ago. And it really disrupted their campaign. Well, second time lucky here. Charles Lockillian Goy is going to start the season, and he is certainly one of the exciting signings. So his partnership with Thomas James, former Wollongong Wolves, Thomas is out injured. You know, he sort of injured himself in pre-season, but when he's back in a few weeks, um, that is going to be, Something you know, an exciting sort of... And, and young Angela Costanzo's young boy, um, you know, Dominic Costanzo from South Australia has joined Marconi too in the attacking third. So he's another one. To watch, I think Marconi, you know, they've been strong defensively. It's that attack again, 10 draws last year. So I think, um, you know, those those attackers might be able to shift those games in their favour. That's certainly what Peter Tsikinis is hoping for. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about, the father-son tale of uh, <laughs> Dom Costanzo pulling on the same jersey that his, that his father did in the NSL days. Yeah, amazing. And I, and I, you know, like that was a great generation of, uh, sweepers and central defenders, you know, sort of a lot of them still around. So I mentioned Ante Juric earlier. He was in that sort of same generation, you know, with Angelo battling for spots in the Socceroos lineup. But Angelo was a fantastic sort of, you know, very strong defender. And I was having a bit of a laugh. I, I watched Marconi preseason game on the weekend, having a bit of a joke with Dominic, you know, sort of saying, you're a striker. How does that work? You know, your, dad, your dad's a defender. Peter Tsikenis, he was a, a, a tough central midfielder. His, dad, his son Damien's and a striker at the Mariners. I don't know, these young boys, they're learning quick, you know, sort of maybe they don't want. But they, want the, they want the limelight in the Correct, third. the spotlight, uh, that's yeah. it. Uh, Tony, uh, we get a chance to catch up with you on Tuesday. Is there a chance to get a review after this big weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to catching up on the week's action. Um, you know, hopefully we get we get as many of the games across the line. You know, yeah. obviously with the rain, let's see how the situation goes. But yes, yeah, certainly good stuff. Um, keen, right. keen to yeah talk talk at MPL New South Wales. Uh, well, Tony, we really appreciate your time, mate, and uh, we'll catch up with you again at some point next week, uh, assuming that as many of the games go ahead as possible. You've got uh, loads of artificial pitches in New South Wales, so you should be okay. <laughs> now he says now. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually think it's, you know, I, I know there's, there's some players don't like it because of the, you know, the difficulty underfoot, et cetera, but it means that games get completed and the standards of, yeah, like Sydney United built a new one recently and that, that standards, you know, international class and, and all the players really like that. Um, I think Manly, as I said, are going to be the next to upgrade. Cronulla's probably juiced. The Sutherland Sharks are probably due for an upgrade as well at some point. Gee. So, yeah, I, I think it does allow us to get the games across the line, which is which is fantastic. Tony, we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you for your, for your preview, and we're looking forward to the NPL New South Wales season. Yeah, thanks, George and Josh. Catch up soon.